Hello and welcome to a special athletics-focused episode of the Guernsey Press Sport Podcast. With the new season getting up to full speed now, there's an awful lot up for grabs for our leading local athletes and plenty of opportunities too for Islanders of all levels to get involved and make their own progress. At the elite end, we've got a home Commonwealth Games racing towards us, the highlight of the summer, and just appearing over the horizon, a home Island Games to look forward to as well, with qualifying times, I'm sure, at the forefront of a lot of minds. Uh, I'm Tony Kerr and joining me to discuss all of that and much more uh, is our athletics correspondent Jamie Ingle. <laughs> Hi Tony. Giving you that title. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Guernsey Athletics, I suppose relatively new chair Graham Murfield. Hi. Good to see you. Uh, and Guernsey Athletics Development Officer Tom Drews. Hi mate. Yeah great to see you guys. Uh, thanks for joining us down here uh, in the room overlooking uh, the track. Great to see some uh, youngsters uh, getting involved uh, out there as we speak. Um, this is going to be a very busy place isn't it over the next 12 months or so. Um, Tom is a former athlete and now um, coach. When you look at the schedule of events um, we've got a Commonwealth Games in England uh, an Island Games coming up here in Guernsey. Does it get much more mouth-watering? Uh, no, probably not, especially because it's been so long waiting, hasn't it? I think the Island Games in particular um, it is definitely something which is, you know, peaking the interest of a lot of people, but competitors and observers alike, hopefully. And, um, you know, we're thinking of a four-year gap between Commonwealth Games and Olympic Games seems about right. But for Island Games, it's really seemed a long, long time, actually. And uh, so, yeah, I think we're, we're really looking forward to getting our teeth into it and seeing, seeing that new track finally used um, at that level of competition. Yeah, absolutely. And we've had a few events locally already. Have you noticed an extra spring in the step, um, you know, with those kind of goals on the horizon? I think so. I think definitely that's obviously at the forefront of a lot of people um, going in there. And, uh, uh, you know, we're seeing in some events, uh, potentially we're going to have some very hard selection decisions to make. Um, is You know, because it's been so long since the last one, a lot more people have come into the um, into the right age range, if you like, and uh, as well as coming into the correct standards um, since Gibraltar. So I think the team's going to look very different. And in some events, is anyone's guess what, what it is going to look like. So that, that's obviously really, really good because it's going to drive up, um, you know, general competition and development um, across across the sports. So that's really important for us as well. And Graham, for you, an exciting time to step up to this new role. It is indeed, yeah. I mean, we have uh, a lot of work to do in the coming 12 months with the with the Island Games coming up, the Commonwealth teams are already selected, I think. But behind that, at the club level, you know, we have events month in, month out, um, on the track, on the road, on the cross-country trails. So, yeah, there's there's a lot going on. And as I say, you're quite new to the role, but you'll be well known, um, having made an impact in local running over the last um, few years uh, over sort of various uh, distances and events. Um, just give us your background um, in terms of sort of how you... Well, because you've only been in the island for a few years, but how you got involved in the club and, and um, um, kind of, I suppose, what's inspired and motivated you to take on this job? Yeah, so uh, we moved here three years ago. Um, I started competing. I think my first race was GU36 on the cliffs. Uh, got involved with uh, the athletics club through you know, the endurance side on the races. And, you know, I've stepped back a little bit from my work commitment. So... When the chair role was advertised, I saw it as a great opportunity to combine you know, some of my knowledge from the business world with my love of athletics. You know, I've been running for 
35 years plus, I think. I don't like to count too much. <laughs> <laughs> so it really combines, you know, two, two passions that I have. Um, the club does a fantastic job in the community here. Um, you know, it really engages a lot of people at all ages from, you know, eight years to 80 years. Um, and so, you know, we, we need, you know, we're thinking about what can we do more to serve the community through improving performance for the top, top athletes, getting more people involved through participation in events and really keeping in, you know, people fit and involved throughout their life as an athlete. Yeah, great. And if you don't mind me saying, you know, you are firmly in the vets category now, but still producing some unbelievable performances. In fact, I was saying to Jamie just on the way out of the office before, um, I remember, you know, seeing you guys sort of going toe to toe in the marathon um, just a couple of years ago. And Jamie, uh, you know, you know you, you've got a few years on Graham and he dropped you. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> Is there a slight bug to bear as well there, Jamie? Um, no, not at all. <laughs> Well, you had to work very hard, as we know, to uh, to get over the line there. So, um, yeah, um, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll come on to to the wider club stuff in a bit. But yeah, I mean, let's let's start with the, the Commonwealth Games this summer, uh, Tom, because um, that is going to be a big highlight um, of for, for many, or if not all, of the athletes across the sports going to Birmingham this summer. It's going to be huge. With the squad now, obviously selected um, on the athletic side, how do you kind of rate this batch, if you like, uh, compared to previous years? Yeah, it's, it's a good question. I mean, I think um, across the five. Uh, I'd probably say it's the strongest that we maybe have had ever. I mean, I think obviously in the past we've had, um, you know, the likes of Dale Garland and Lee Merrion both selected at the same time. But if I remember rightly, probably didn't actually produce, you know, their absolute best in 2010 when I was there as well. I know I think we were all a little bit disappointed about where we were at, for example, um, and, and the rest of the squad was probably a little bit below that. Well, I think this time, obviously, we've got the, the Chalmers brothers, which, as we know, are destined to probably be our, our best two all-time athletes but very very shortly if they're if they're not already that um so you, you've got those guys straight away to start with and then behind them I, I think that joe um we don't really know what he's capable of at this point but he's certainly given us glimpses that um he could well put himself on the same level as those guys i don't i don't think that's um, you know too much of an exaggeration to say that but Obviously, um, you know, part of the excitement of it is that we don't know yet. Um, and then, of course, we've got, um, you know, someone who could probably expect to be our all-time best woman in the next few years. If, um, again, if she's not already, um, Kylie Rebilliard would be the only person who, who, who'd put above um, Abby right now. And then uh, Peter Curtis, who is you know, chasing on, you know, the coattails of Valor in the same event, which is which is quite cool as well. And of course, the thing is, you know, Cameron is, is the oldest um, in that team in his, in his mid-20s and the rest of them are kind of all around, uh, it must be 20 or 21, um, which, you know, is, is hugely exciting because they're all engaged in the sport. You'd expect that they're going to be in there for the long haul, hopefully, and maybe two more games out of each of them. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's really exciting to see see this young squad come through. And like I said, maybe across the board, you, you, you could argue that this is the best squad we've actually had. So, obviously, for me, um, getting to manage for the first time, um, it's, it's, it's not a bad one to come in on. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And as far as the build-up, Tom, goes um, for those guys, I suppose they'll have busy schedules. We've already seen, um, seen them out and about across the world really as, as far as the the five are concerned um but what's the, the sort of immediate build-up look like for them is it um are there big markers before they get to Birmingham uh yeah I, I guess the Brit, uh, UKA 
championships are, are probably going to be a big indicator. Um, obviously, that's the, the biggest domestic fixture of the year. Um, that's going to be held in, in Manchester, unfortunately. It would have been quite nice if they could have used the um, uh, Commonwealth Games Arena in Birmingham um, as a test event. But I think they're doing a Diamond League there instead. Um, which I, I believe that Cameron's uh, hoping to compete in the National 400 at that race. I'm not sure if Alistair's going to manage to get a slot in there or not. Um, but yeah, I think the, the uh, National Championships is going to be the, the key one, which is at the end of June. Uh, so I think we should see all five of them at that, um, which, will be, which will be quite nice and um, to have that many competing in Guernsey kit. Um, at that level is, is always nice to see as well so that's sort of where they're heading first of all and then obviously um, there'll be a few other I think the guys are looking to travel um, to, to Europe to kind of guarantee a bit better weather as well certainly in the case of the boys um, uh, the three boys so the, both Chalmers and Joe are hoping to get some some foreign uh, races in and it's always in the sprint events quite quite key to try and get some sun on your back if you can help it so that's, I think that's what they're going to be after so. always good I just want to briefly speak about our two athletes at the very top for uh, Chalmers Brothers because they potentially could have very busy summers in that phase that sort of their treble like the Commonwealth for Worlds and the Europeans all in very close succession have you spoken to them much about that and what could we be expecting from them realistically uh, yeah, I've, I've spoken to them on and off about it. I believe they've obviously got the target to try and attend all three. I think uh, for Cameron, he, he's uh, quite accepting that it's mainly relay duty that he's after for Great Britain. Um, so kind of similar, similar to where he's been at for the last few years. So, um, but I mean, Alistair is uh, in a great place. I think he's he's extremely focused this year. Um, Obviously, as I said, he's still very young. So, I mean, he's always been focused. But I think as you grow older and uh, pick up all these experiences, then your mindset, you know, continues to shift. And, um, yeah, having spoken to him when he's been back on Ireland, I've been very impressed with the way he's been speaking. And I know he's hoping to to go to the World Championships individually in the 400-meter hurdles. And um, I think the Europeans will be uh, just a bonus because I think the target is the Worlds because it's the biggest thing you can do. Um, and then obviously represent us um you know as well as he can as well so um yeah no i think i think it's like you said it's, it's going to be a big year for him and um, i'm looking forward to seeing how he does and what did you make of Allah's season opener i mean he's got quite a quick time he needs to target to go to the worlds but yeah he's clo- knocking on the door of dale's records hopefully he will get to that sub 49 uh yeah what do you think yeah, obviously. I mean, it's statistically is the best record that we have in the club. So, um, you know, to have two people uh, 100th of a second apart at that level um, it, it is pretty cool as well in, in the same event as, as it happened. But I think uh, I think he was disappointed with his opening time. So similar to what we've spoken about before, Jamie, about Joe Chadwick's uh, mentality, um, you know, very, uh, very difficult to satisfy never these happy. guys. <laughs> yeah, they're never happy. So um yeah, so uh, Alistair knows that he he needs to run 48 seconds something, and um, and yeah, he's he's pretty fixated on doing that. And the fact that he he was actually quite disappointed from what I can gather um, with 49.7 um, probably shows uh, how lofty his ambitions are. But I, I'm fully confident that he's going to go a lot quicker. I mean, whether he does get the qualifying time for the Worlds, we'll have to wait and see. But um, yeah, I would be extremely surprised if he doesn't go very close to 40, breaking that 49 second barrier pretty soon. And Graham, as you've got to know Guernsey Athletics and the club, how impressed have you been by the yeah these elite level athletes that we've produced in the last few years? 
I think it's hugely impressive for an island of you know sixty odd thousand people to have athletes competing at this level. I think we really punch above our weight, you know, nationally, internationally, um, you know, both on the track and uh, on the road as well. I think it's absolutely fantastic. But uh, I've teased Tom a few times. When are we going to win some gold? <laughs> <laughs> Is that realistic? I mean, you know, are there events that that, um, that that yeah that we can kind of sort of build or build the whole program towards, if you like, to, to achieve that? Uh, no, I mean, I, it's, it's an interesting question. I mean, I mean, the short answer is probably not um, <laughs> so right now. But no, it's interesting you say about like targeting specific um, events, and uh, it's always it's always tricky because we've traditionally been much stronger on the track um uh, since i've been here there's uh, probably gone through a few different phases i guess where there's been an acceptance that there's the right thing to do to target your strengths there's also been some uh expectation i guess to cover all events equally um obviously you, you can't magic expert coaches out of thin air on, on an island like this especially when it, you know it's a volunteer um sport largely speaking so we, we do, I think where we're at the moment is that we try and do our best to, to spread across as many events as we can. And we're, we're fortunate that currently we, we can do that. Um, but that's not to say that when we're ultimately probably not going to have, just for example, we're not going to have as many throwers and jumpers, uh, sorry, throwers and jumpers, yeah, as, as we do track athletes. And I think that's just, just fact the way it's going to be. But um, yeah, I, I don't think we would ever be in a position to target certain event groups to try and elicit further success in those specific event groups because I think we have a responsibility as a club to at least try and um, you know offer across the board as much as we can um, but yeah it's always going to be a balance balancing act like like everything in in sport yeah Graham from your point of view obviously you've been involved primarily with the distance events and sometimes up to very long distances and we seem to have quite good interest locally in those type of events um, yeah but what do you have to say about the general offering Guernsey Athletics puts on in terms of road racing, cross country, or sort of endurance type events. Yeah, I th I think we have a you know fantastic series of races. I mean, you you can be racing pretty much every month, sometimes a couple of times a month, all through the year between cross country, road events, the half marathon, the cliff series. You know, you you, you name it. There's something to suit everybody on the calendar. And that's complemented, you know, by the local marathon. You've got the GU36 Round Island Ultra Race. And you've got people like TN Airway who, you know, are competing at the top level um, at ultra distance. So, yeah, we've, we've got a bit of everything here. Speaking of the GU36, uh, for those unfamiliar, it's a 36-mile ultra marathon around Guernsey. It's taking place this weekend. And I believe you're, take, you're giving it a good go, hopefully getting a podium at least. Uh, yeah. How excited are you? Um, I'm really looking forward to it. Again, you know, this will be my third time of running. Last year, I got on the podium, uh, second place. I was really, really pleased with that. Didn't quite get under five hours. So I was aiming to get under five hours this year and hopefully get on the podium again. But the forecast is looking pretty toasty for Sunday. So uh, <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Ultras are one of those events where you do have to adapt a little bit to the conditions, you know, whether it's wind and rain or hot sun, whatever. 
whatever as you go along and you know sometimes you do have to adapt your pacing a little bit so we'll see what happens on Sunday but it's going to be a great event I think we've got probably 150 runners in it and probably 100 plus runners coming over from the UK so you know it'll be interesting to see who turns up and how it all plays out. Yeah, and what do you have to say about the event in general? Because it seems like a great way of showing off Guernsey and potentially putting it off a map. And I know we do get a lot of UK interest. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a fabulous race. Um, you know, it starts with 16 miles on the cliffs. I run on the cliffs, you know, I don't know, two or three times a week. It never gets old. Um, you know, whatever the weather, there's always something to see It's and, and feel as well, whether it's wind, sun, whatever, uh, hailstones. Um, so, you know, the cliffs are spectacular. Then you come onto the coast, you know, around Vazon Bay. It really shows the island at its very best. And then also this weekend, across the water at Portsmouth Mountbatten Centre, we've got the Hampshire Track and Field Championships. Uh, it will be the first full edition in three years, I think we'd agree. Obviously, it's struggled with COVID. Uh, Tom, what do you have to say about that event as sort of a major focus for a lot of Guernsey's junior athletes? Yeah, historically, um, I've always said it's, it's really the gateway for us to, to proper UK competition, if you like, for all the youngsters. So it's very important to try and expose as many of the youngsters to the Hampshire Championships as we can. Obviously, it has to be the right level for them. So we still need to make some sort of kind of selection, I guess, um, without it being a formal selection to just to ensure that athletes are... You know, not being exposed to competitions which they're going to uh, essentially struggle in. So um, we've got close to 40 athletes, I think, um, going across of all ages. Got some of our um, relatively top senior athletes traveling as well because sometimes there's something to be taken from these slightly lower level competitions and um, some of them will be giving it a miss as well. But yeah, we've got a lot of, a lot of under 13s, under 15s traveling across and um, it's going to be really important for them because like we said, it's been absent for the cal- from the calendar for so long. And uh, so those who would have already experienced it ordinarily um, won't have managed to yet. So I'm quite looking forward to seeing seeing how they do and competing against people they don't know, um, which is going to be quite a novelty for a lot of these youngsters uh, at the moment, because obviously it's not been possible for so long. Um, Graham, you ran through, you know, the schedule that we're able to put on and the club puts on um locally throughout the year i mean from the outside um it seems like Guernsey athletics is extremely well organized and there is an amazing array of events that are that are put on what are the biggest challenges that you guys are facing right now as a club as we i suppose we sort of return to relative normality in terms of competition and, and everything um what, what's kind of occupying your headspace if it, if it were behind all those events are a, you know a huge number of volunteers and you know, it can be a challenge sometimes getting enough volunteers uh, to come out and you know marshal at events or help out at track and field events and so you know I really do want to thank everyone who volunteers for the club uh, and helps out at, at those events and then also you know we're indebted to our sponsors as well you know we get uh, a lot of sponsors uh, across the board for our events and they help us financially to you know both put on the events but also to support a lot of the work that the club does to support athletes you know to to get athletes off island and get the experience of competing on the mainland and elsewhere yeah i mean tom is that the the biggest challenge at the moment I mean, it's always a challenge, but but travel, transport, and logistics is you know, yeah, getting those off island opportunities for particularly for youngsters um, is it as hard as it's ever been. 
Uh, yeah, probably. I mean, the, the costs do seem to be higher um, at the moment. We're obviously looking to do quite a lot this summer if we can. And um, like I said, if if we identify athletes as being at the right level for certain events, whether it might be regional um, or into counties or national, there's quite a few different level tiers that um, that our athletics calendar is organised into. And um, yeah, we would try and. Uh, make it accessible for as many athletes as, uh, as possible if they're at the right level for those competitions but we're definitely seeing that the the costs do seem to be a little bit higher um we do offer as, as graham said thanks to our um largely to our sponsors and and also to, to our members as well who, who pay their membership fees um you know that they're potentially contributing to our developmental and, and elite athletes being able to um, access the right competitions which um, w which is important in pushing the sport forwards because as we know um, you know along with you guys as well in terms of the profile of the sport it's, it's always going to be important to to grow the sport by having a certain level of success um, that people can engage in and, and read about or listen or, or watch so um, yeah no I think I think you're right and it's something that we put a lot of time and effort into trying to make um, as easy as possible for, for the athletes and, and for parents of, of youngsters as well. It is the sort of return to full intrinsic competition. Is that something that's kind of that we could expect or look yeah, to I see? Mean, in fairness, so just looking at track and field first, I mean, to be frank, it wasn't COVID which put um, a stop to track and field in Tarantula uh, Jamie's laughing there but, <laughs> yeah. um, and, and, it, and it wasn't Guernsey either yeah. Um, so yeah I mean whether we get whether we manage to get um, Tarantula's back at, in, in track and field in, in full I'm, I'm, I'm not too sure is there, is there appetite on both sides of the water for that? Um, I think there, there probably is but I think it's one of those things I mean I've been saying to Graham obviously since he came into the role and we, we've had a lot of dialogue and um, you know trying to get our ducks in a row um you know to, to, to move forwards in the club and i think uh, as you've alluded to already tony we do we do so much we we host a lot of events we're also trying to do a lot of work in the backgrounds with regards to education and, and coaching and officiating and such like so um I, I think that potentially things like that are taking a bit of a backseat because we've got so much going on already. And uh, we know that it's important to target the correct UK events as well. We haven't had that opportunity and now we do. So I think it's just a case of priorities. But I think once um, once you know we do have everything else lined up as we want it, um, then it'll be something that, that, that gets looked at. Um, if Jersey knock on our door sooner, then maybe, maybe we will. Um, but I think in terms of priority, um, it is, is a great thing. It's a nice thing for the kids um, in terms of the developing teenage, later teenage senior athletes. It, it probably isn't the absolute most important thing right now. I know in the past, like prior to COVID, we have sort of had our big track and field fixture of the year. Um, I think one year we were fortunate enough to have like full England, Scotland teams and it sort of became the Guernsey International. COVID put that on, <laughs> on hold for a while. But do you see that sort of competition returning in the future, hopefully? I, I would love to do it again. Yeah, I mean, I've been reminiscing with a few people about it actually in, in recent times. And I think it was 2018. So it's, yeah, it's a long time ago. But um, yeah, an, an amazing day. Probably one of my, you know, proudest days really in terms of delivering that level of event. And like you say, having genuine international athletes um, competing against each other here on this track. Um, it, it was was excellent, but uh, ultimately, the, it's it's money that will uh, dictate that. Um, and I, as Graham said, we we do we're indebted to sponsors that we have, but um, we would we would need to recruit <laughs> we would need to recruit more to be able to put on an event such as that because it costs a good few thousand pounds um, to bring to bring that caliber athlete across. Um, you, you're not going to get 
um, get that without kind of funding them and assuring them that other international athletes are going to be here. And uh, so, yeah, it will, unfortunately, like many things, it all starts with, with, with money. I mean, as you've been saying, you know, you guys as a club are extremely busy. Um, you mentioned your priorities just before. I mean, what is the sort of what's top of the list at the moment? Or what, what are you kind of working on in the background that you can talk about that that will move the club forward? Because it doesn't seem like there's an awful lot of <laughs> headroom, you know, when you've got so much going on. We recently um, held the AGM. So I um, wrote a brief report for that AGM. And I said, in terms of looking forwards, um, my feeling is that we don't need to look to do more right now. We need to look to refine what we're doing already and do that better. Um, potentially try to identify where we can even do less, um, but not lose, uh, you know, the effectiveness of what we're doing overall. Um, uh, we've, as we've alluded to, you could argue that we're maybe at full capacity right now. Um, so if we want to improve what, we're, what our current delivery is, then we don't want to get sidetracked looking at what extra we, we can do. So really we're looking to take stock like now, hopefully obviously the pandemic's still happening, but it's not affecting us anymore. So hopefully we can now actually take stock of where we are and looking to actually towards the um, end of the, well, during this summer, um, start conducting some sort of SWOT analysis on on the way that the club's operating. Um, try and do that in a, in a fairly formal joined up manner so that we're in a, a better position to take stock and, and move forwards so yeah ultimately it's kind of a bit of a boring answer to say uh, yeah we're not we're not going to do anything different we're just, but we, we potentially are going to do things different but we're not going to do new things um i think is, is where we're at right now and um you know for me like the, the areas that um myself and my colleague lee marion are really passionate about is the um development area athlete development and uh that's somewhere which is there's a lot of new research being targeted out there in the in the sports industry right now and that's something which is uh, being done really well and really differently in some areas of the world um but maybe it hasn't quite necessarily come across to being the norm over um in this sort of part of the world yet so we're, we're kind of working in a way in the background of that but if we're doing too much kind of in the foreground then then that can't happen or it'll, it will happen more slowly so yeah there's there's probably that's that, that's the main area that we're going to be looking at and trying to trying to steer um, a little, maybe a little bit differently. Yeah, and for you, Graham, obviously, as you said before, you know, you've enjoyed um, your running for for thirty plus years. From your experience of the sport and the the enjoyment that you've got out of it, I mean, what's your sort of philosophy that that you want to? in part on the club if you like or or kind of the direction that you I mean if you want to take it in a different direction what, what sort of direction do you want to see things going yeah so you know my own experience was <clears throat> at school I wasn't greatly encouraged I wasn't a particularly good athlete I did show some small promise at cross country I guess which is probably where my endurance eventually came out but I think it you know it comes back to getting as many people involved at all ages across the club and you know Tom is already doing work to you know to make sure that you know whether it's the Colts flows into the in, into the development and the juniors and into the seniors so you know out of that hopefully you know eventually some of those gold medals may emerge you know it's building you know the right funnel and a big enough funnel that um, you know at the end of it you get some uh, some really good performances but behind that you've got a lot of people participating in the sport at all ages there's always been youngsters taking part in whatever event through schools or whatever but at the other end of the age spectrum are we seeing kind of older athletes being able to enjoy um, events perhaps in a way they, they haven't always been able to um, I hope so yes I mean at the recent Easter 
event that we laid on, I think one of the best performances was actually uh, a female 60 plus. She achieved a 90% grade uh, on, I think, on the 5K run. 90% is actually, you know, world class performance. So, and I think that was probably one of the best performances in the whole event. So, yeah, so hopefully she enjoyed it as well. <laughs> <laughs> and just coming back to um, the, I suppose, the sort of Island Elite level performers, uh, as we say, Island Games next summer, um, the qualifying window is opened, uh, open at the start of the season. Yeah, correct. Yeah, in uh, April, yeah. Yeah. yeah um, I mean, how intense is that going to be for, as you said before, you might have some difficult selection um, sort of problems to manage. I mean, how much competition is there for places and, and how strong um, is that Island Games squad potentially going to shape up to be? Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> I was just like, I, I'm, laughing. I'm laughing because we talked about this at the AGM. <laughs> yeah, I, I made a fairly bullish claim. Um, yes, yeah, so, can you I, repeat that claim? <laughs> uh, I, I said, I said, I'm I'm very confident that we'll win the athletics section of the um, of the Island Games. Um, obviously, they they do break. I'm pretty sure it's on the official results websites. They break down the the medal table by sport. You can filter it by sport, and um, yeah, and no, I'm extremely confident that we're going to we're going to win that um hopefully fairly handsomely but i'm quite confident we're going to win that so that was all that was all i said <laughs> um but yeah no i think uh i think oh, it depends there's so many disciplines obviously in the island games which is which is brilliant and we would like to fill as many as possible but at the same time there's uh, it's important to actually stick to the selection criteria and make sure that we are selecting people who have those standards uh, rather than just selecting everyone because it's a home games because there's still got to be a, a feeling of prestige and pride um, by claiming that Guernsey vest and competing in front of your, your friends and family here in um, you know in the games so um, and that, that's something you've prioritized with Commonwealth selection as well so yeah in terms of the, in terms of the Commonwealth selection uh, Obviously, things changed with the, the pandemic. Changed things a lot from the start of the process, but um, I think it was important to stick to our principles. And I, I've always believed that uh, both Island Games level as well, but at Commonwealth Games especially, it's such an important um, carrot for our top athletes to to target. And, and people look at the Commonwealth Games and think, "Oh, I might have a chance of doing that potentially five years out." And I think if you start um, giving tracksuits away just because um you know the, the pandemic's kind of skewed things a little bit i think that that's going to greatly disable that that kind of carrot really and so like looking forwards to, to the next one we need people to realize that you need to be one of the best athletes that we've ever had um to be selected for for that competition otherwise that um incentive is isn't going to isn't going to work and as i touched on earlier i think i think the five that we're selecting uh, uh, in that category and um, yeah, no, I think that's really important. And it's that inspiration factor as well. And I, I think they're all going to do really well there. We're all going to see them all qualifying through from heats into semifinals uh, as, as a minimum. And as we touched on as well, a couple of them um, at least will hopefully qualify beyond that into finals as well. But that just means that we get to see them on telly. We get to see them on telly succeeding. Um, and that's hopefully going to inspire the next generation um, at an important time, um, as we said, when when we're coming out of this uh, this unique situation we've had. And that next Commonwealth Games looks pretty tasty as well. And back down to Australia. Are there young athletes kind of in the system now that will be looking at that and thinking that, that you know, that could be my chance? Oh, I hope so. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things that you don't want to you don't want to tell an athlete, oh, we've identified you. You're on a pathway to the Commonwealth Games. I think um, what I try to do instead is is identify athletes who are 
on a pathway to be potentially one of our best athletes in the future if things go well. Um, but I, th I think actually throwing the, the Commonwealth Games out there too early is, as an incentive formally is the wrong thing to do. What is better is for it to happen to organically. So as I mentioned, if they happen to watch, um, like we said, like Joe Chadwick or, or um, Abby Galpin on the, on the TV qualifying through the from the semi to the semi-finals of the 200 meters that they might think oh well actually i'm not that far off the times that they did when they were the, my age so therefore maybe i can do that i think if, if i start telling a 15 year old that oh look you're you're almost as good as joe was when i coached him when he was your age then that is uh, potentially gonna maybe create a little bit of a complacency rather than drive and excitement um so uh, everyone's different but that's usually the better way to do it is that self-discovery really and sort of they're plotting the journey themselves and just being guided in the right way and just to return finally to the island games um you were saying before you've got a new coordinator for athletics um for next summer i, I know there were previously some um, some ambitious ideas kind of touted about what the athletics might look like at Guernsey 21. Fast forward to 23, um, what, what kind of stuff can we expect? Uh, are, the sort of, are the plans falling into place? Um, you have to ask Josh. Um, yeah, Josh no, Alloway, this is, he's yeah, going to be so, uh, putting it together. So, yeah, we're, we've only, only very recently appointed um, Josh Alloway to, to the role. So um, I, th I think he, he needs to have some conversations with uh, the re all relevant parties first before he starts, uh, you know, working out exactly what his, what his strategy is going to be. But I think uh, myself and Graham are, are very pleased to have... Um, had Josh put his hand up for it really because he's a, he's a very he's a decorated athlete himself at this level um, and, and took silver medal in the 100 meters as recently as 2017 um, and has attended many he's also a coach the, at the club as well now he start, started coaching again so he he can see things from different sides um, he knows what the athletes want he's also um, you know of an age where he can take a step back and, and, and look um, from the outside about what's possible um, and maybe what's what's overreaching so I'm very confident and I know Graham is as well that um, that Josh is going to do a great job and um, ultimately we, we just want to make sure that we have a, a fantastic athletics competition and if we can have a few bells and whistles that, that don't overstretch um, the organisation then, then that would be great as well of course Shot put competition on Bray on Tower or something like that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe a bit outlandish yeah. Um, yeah. Just, just to finish Graham with you I mean as you say you've only recently come into the position does it feel like you've you've sort of taken on the baton for one of a worse pun um, with the club in really good health yeah, the club is in great health. Obviously, you know, coming out of COVID um, creates some uncertainties in terms of you know, how, how our finances are going to work. But, uh, you know, we have a, a new treasurer on board in uh, Barry Durden and, you know, he's doing a great job of helping us budget and plan for the future. So, yeah, I think, um, you know, we're, we're very optimistic. And as Tom said, you know, we'll be working on uh, our plans for the future. And, you know, it's, it's all about how we can do better and, and support athletes better in the community. Brilliant. Well, thanks very much for your time. Best of luck on those cliffs Thank on you. Sunday. Um, look forward to seeing how you go there. And Tom, uh, yeah, best of luck with, uh, with what happens in Hampshire and the rest of the season. Yeah, thank you very much.